Matthew chapter 27, verse 45 and 46 and 50 through 54 in the King James Version reads, Now from the sixth hour there was darkness over all the land until the ninth hour. And about the ninth hour, Jesus cried with a loud voice saying, Eli, Eli, lama sabantani. That is to say, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Jesus, when he had cried again with a loud voice, yielded up the ghost. And behold, the veil of the temple was rent in twain from the top to the bottom, and the earth did quake and the rocks rent, and the graves were opened, and many bodies of the saints which slept the rose and came out of the graves after his resurrection, and went into the holy city, and appeared unto many. Now when the centurion and they that were with him watching Jesus saw the earthquake and those things that were done, they feared greatly, saying, Truly, this was the Son of God. Lord, please bring this word for these people. Please bring a word, a new word, a fresh word, even in the midst of our hearing. Touch us, Lord. Purge us. Pull out of us what needs to be pulled out of us. And Lord, even in my frailty, even in my sinful nature, even in my shortcomings, allow me to please be your messenger. I'm humbled that you even ask me to bring a word to your people on every Sunday. But especially on this Resurrection Sunday, it seems a bit more pressure. And I ask for you, God, to magnify yourself within me so that I can speak your word to your people. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. If you, as you take your seat, I want to speak to you from the subject it's about the cross. It's about the cross. It's not about the Easter bunny. Although we will have an Easter egg hunt for the kids at 11 o'clock, right? Amen. Amen. It's not about your hat or your jacket or your suit. Amen. It's not about your dress. It's about the cross. And the amazing thing about this country is all the diversity and right now in these days and times it seems to be harder to be able to embrace Christianity because we are no longer living in a time where Christianity is the only religion respected in America you have to understand your theology more than you did in the past it's a really daunting task to open up the doors of the church today if we do it right See, you know what we do sometimes? We promise people cars and blessings when they accept Christ. But Jesus' altar call was opened with him saying, take up your cross and follow me. The very embodiment that justifies our faith is rooted in suffering. Other religions call us a bloody religion and that we have a negative images that are the epicenter of our faith from the book of Genesis to Revelation. The Bible does not hide the bloodshed. It does not deny the suffering. Although we dance and divulge our entire bodies in worship, it is a struggle to really walk in our faith. 
but dancing doesn't always mean that we're happy. It is a therapy that we use sometimes because some of us can't afford to pay $80 and sit on the couch and tell somebody what happened when we were three. Some of us just go home and go sleep like Rip Van Winkle. When we got problems, we just go sleep it off. But this is a place where we come to revitalize ourselves through praise and worship and by hearing the word of God. Some of us would like for everyone to think our life is a straight line. We don't want to talk about the potholes and the the curves. We don't want to talk about the landslide. We don't want to talk about the speed bumps. We don't want to talk about the failures that we go through. But but it's time out for the sugar daddy preachers that want to give you candy canes and and, and snicker bars sermon. We need a word that resonates in our spirits. I'm concerned because we've created a generation that does not believe in the process of being blessed. We want a word that always sounds good, but when we get home, we don't have a word that sustains us. How can we go through the hardships of life? If I give you sugar canes every day, how do you go home and your wife has left you? How do you go home and your husband is not there? How do you go home and the cancer is still in your body? You cannot make it without a real word. Oh, but we don't preach the cross as much as we should. This generation preaches the cross less than any other generation before us. The You can go to a church seven, eight weeks and not hear anything about the cross. It's funny how the disciples that walked with him, uh, they, 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 they loved Jesus until they realized that it, he wasn't going to lead them to a revo- in, a, in a revolution and take them uh, to, 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 to enhance a worldly kingdom. They were fighting to see who would sit on the right hand or the left hand. But when he preached about the cross, it caused pandemonium in his board. What, what are you talking about, Jesus? We, 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 we don't want you to go to the cross. In fact, Peter said, don't go, go to the cross. And, and Jesus said, get ye behind me, Satan. Ain't it funny that even though he said Peter was the rock that he was going to build his church on, when Peter told him not to go to the cross, he didn't call him his boy. He called him a devil. You know why? Because Peter was calling him something less than the destiny God had called him to be. And when somebody try to reduce your destiny beneath what God has called you to do, you got to call them for what they are. They are a devil. Oh, I'm trying to talk to somebody this morning who keep hanging around people that's telling them what you can and cannot do. Oh, I I know we keep talking about we got to be delivered from sex and alcohol and crack cocaine, but the main thing you need to get delivered from is people. If if you can get delivered from your next door neighbor, you will be all right. If you... (laughs) If you can get delivered from the opinions of other folk about you, 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 you will be all right. If you, if you can stop worrying about what everybody is talking about, uh, about you. Uh, y- y- y'all don't hear what I'm talking about. See, 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 you, you, you gotta stop. The main thing you gotta get delivered from is people. People love Jesus when he was healing the folk. People love Jesus when he stopped the widow of May's funeral and healed her son. People love Jesus when he was giving out the beatitude. People love Jesus. When, 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 he was, when he was turning water into wine. People loved Jesus when he was crip walking on the water. People loved Jesus when he was doing all the miracles and feeding the 5,000 with, uh, with two fish and five loaves of bread. But when he went to the cross, there was no crowds. 
People will love you on your way up and they will leave you on your way down. Oh, it's not. See, people will love you when you're giving them what they want. People love you when you're giving them what they want to eat. But when you give them something they don't want to hear, they loved Jesus when he was walking in the power. They loved Jesus. But when he started having to go through, when he started being beaten, the crowds began to thin out. People were not around here. People will love you on your way up and they will forsake you on your way down. Can I tell you something? God allowed you to go through COVID. 19 and allowed you to go through some things where some people walked out of your life so he could show you that it was him all the time that had your back. It wasn't your next door neighbor. It wasn't your mother. It wasn't your daddy. It was him all the time. He was with you in the jail cell. He was with you when you went through the divorce. He was with you when you went through the pain and agony of cancer. It was him with you all the time and sometimes God allows some folk to leave you so you can know who's really there. Oh, it's not your crown experience when you know who your boys really are. It's when you go through your cross. That's when I know if you're with me. Oh, I don't know if you're with me when I'm doing things right, but I, I know if you're with me if I'm doing things wrong. And you still there. Oh, it, it amazes me. I, I love people. I know they say it out of love and they say, Pastor, as long as you're doing right, I'm with you. And that's an easy thing to do. But will you be with me if I do wrong? I'm not saying will you follow me and do what I do if I'm doing wrong, but will you still be my boy? Will you still be my girl? Will you still be my friend? Will you still love me and try to get me back on the right track? Or because I stumbled, will you leave and forsake me? It's intimidating to preach about the cross, Brother Dre, because folk leave when you talk about the cross. And because I don't remember blind Bartimaeus being at the cross where, where the widow of Medes when he was at the cross, where was the lady with the issue of blood when he was at the cross, where, uh, where was blind Bartimaeus when he was at the cross? I don't know where it was. Where was Peter when he was at the cross? I know he cut the man's ear off trying to cut his head off, but where was Peter when he went to the cross? There was nobody at the cross with Jesus but his mother and John. Oh, are you my people when I have my cross? But can I tell you one thing? You can't have a cross. Uh, you can't have a crown without a cross. Oh, you, you better hear me right now. The, the amazing thing is that the crown of thorns and the cross were made out of the same material. You cannot have a crown without a cross. Mm. Yeah, I love Jesus because he became sin for us. He became, I, 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 can I tell you something, because I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but I did teach science back in the day, and they, they keep giving all these boosters out, because the reason why they're giving these boosters, in my mind, is not really that they're trying to boost your immunity, it's just another strand has come out, and they finally stopped telling you where the new strand comes. And so now they give you a booster. Really, they're giving you the Omicron strand, everything. And they keep telling you that they're not giving you the virus when you take the vaccine. But that is scientifically false. 
Can I talk to somebody? That's what I taught. You can't lie to me because I was a teacher. I was an educator. So you can't come out here and tell me that you're not giving. That's why some people get sick and, and their arm hurts and get sore because they are actually putting the virus in you. It's a weaker part, part of the virus, but that's what they're putting in you. I'm not trying to get you scared to get vaccinated or get your booster, but I'm telling you, America been lying to you about that. It's a scientific fact. That whatever you do, you when you get the flu shot, they give you the flu strand. When we had H1N1, and they made a mistake and gave you H1N2, and everybody got sick. Everybody knew what a vaccine really was. Because uh, you're trying to figure out what strand is going to be awake this time. So, so they got tired of talking about the Omicron and 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 and, and, the, and the Omega Sci-Fi virus. You know, they, you know, they kept naming all the. <laughs> <laughs> lambda, 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 and all that. They kept naming all these Greeks. I ain't know the Deltas and AKA virus. Yeah. But they put a part of the virus in you because that's how you get the vax. That's how you get the cure. If you get bit by a rattlesnake and you tell me I got bit, you got bit by a cobra, you're going to die. Why? Because they're going to go get a cobra, uh, uh, some of the vaccine that has the cobra poison in it, and now you're going to have a rattlesnake poison and a cobra poison in you, but, but, but then you have the wrong serum in you because you can only have, uh, you have to have a part of that snake's poison in the vaccine. Oh, y'all don't hear what I'm saying. And, and, and so what I love about Jesus is that now I don't have to go get a turtle dove, and now I don't have to go get a partridge, and now I don't have to go get a bullock, and now I don't have to remember all the Levitical laws of what I got to bring the, to the table in order to sacrifice, in order for me to be forgiven of my sin because Jesus embodied everything I would ever do. My Omicron virus is covered by Jesus. I don't need a booster shot. That really wasn't about the vaccine, just so you know. It's about your life. It's about no matter what your sinful nature is, God has you covered. No matter what strand of sin you have in your life, he covered it. Yeah, 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 don't hear me. See, he became sin for us. And see, you thought Jesus was, was, didn't want to go to the cross because he was scared of the nails. He, he wasn't scared of the nails even though they put it through his wrist and even though they put it through his feet. It, 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 wasn't, it wasn't the crown of thorns, although they pressed the crown of thorns in his head until they cracked his cranium and he couldn't hardly see through the blood that was flowing through his eyes. It wasn't that that scared him. It wasn't even the sharp sword that was stuck through his side. It, it wasn't him having to carry the cross. It, it, it was him carrying the weight of your freakiness and my freakiness. It was the weight of him carrying your alcoholism and my alcoholism. It was, it was him walking in the midst and becoming sin for us. Something he had never become. That's why he said, Eli, Lord, why have you forsaken me? Because he had became what he had never committed. He became sin so that I could be free and you could be free. 
He looked around and God said, I keep trying. I tried to use Abraham, but he couldn't stop lying about his wife. I tried to use David, but he can't stay out of no woman's house. I tried to use Samson. He would leave Delilah alone. I tried, I tried to use uh, Jacob, but he was a swindler. I tried to use Paul, but he was murdering folk. I tried to use all these people instead of myself. But then God said, I looked around and finding nobody bigger than me, I swear by myself. He said, I will become whoever I, whatever I need in order to save my people because Moses can't do it. Abraham can't do it. Jeremiah keep crying about it. Isaiah keep cussing folk out. Gideon keep doubting me. I'm a step down 40 and two burning generation. Step out of time and space of infinity. Step in linear time. Reduce myself down to my least common denominator. Release my omniscience, my omnipotence and all my omnipresence so that when I step in Mary's womb, I won't bust it open and I will come out. Emmanuel, God is with us. I will enrobe myself in the flesh to make sure I walk and save my people. And if that wasn't shocking enough, he walked up the way of Via Dolorosa, the way of suffering, where they put nails in his hand to bring to fruition a soteriological dispensation that if there be no shedding of blood, there be no remission of sins. He went to the cross for us. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. He went to the cross for us. He, to the cross for us. He, he died for us. He, he lined everything up so the devil would not be able to accuse of, of anything. He, he satisfied the law. The law is holy, but it can't make you holy because you can't keep it. So he ushered in grace because he fooled Satan. See, Satan finally figured out if I kill Jesus, everybody will go to hell but Jesus because the wages of sin is death. So if I kill Jesus, he, he, everybody will be able to usher in grace if they call on Jesus. And that's why he said, get ye behind me, Satan. I know you get it now, but I'm going to go to the cross. And the, ooh, what I love about my God, he said, no man, take my life. I lay it down in the same way I lay it down. I'll pick it back up again. You better tell your enemy if God lay me down and allow you to attack me, the same God that allowed me to lay down in your mess will lift me back up. trying to tell somebody about the cross because you think the power is in money because we came out of I'm broke now I'm not that's not where the power is the power is in the cross he, he lined it up and and then when it was about to crucify when it was about it was about to be execution because they went to punish Pilate and said, we'd rather you release Barabbas instead of Jesus. But then punish Pilate washed his hands and said, I'm not going to do it. It's on you. And because he washed his hands of it and, and the high priest gave his assent, it moved from an execution to a crucifixion. Because no Roman can offer up a sacrifice, only a priest can. So God used a priest, although he was crooked, although he was sinful, he used a priest to send the lamb to the shah. Oh, y'all don't hear me. 
the same Jesus who was 100% divine and a priest on earth reconciling man to God. The same Jesus who was holy and 100% divine reconciled God to man and brought us together because they stretched him wide, stretching his left arm to go from Genesis all the way up to Malachi and stretching his right arm to cover Matthew all the way through Revelation. He was intertestamental and what they did, they crossed his leg and put a nail through his feet, nailing the New Testament and Old Testament together to bring the law and grace together so that I can walk in my freedom. And although he was hanging on the cross, they would usually break their legs because they didn't want them to be up there too long. They wanted to take their lunch break. They didn't want to sit there all day. And so they would break the legs. But God wouldn't let them break the legs because he's the foundation of our faith. And he's like, you would not break the foundation. You would not break the legs of Jesus because he's intertestamental. And that legs crossed together, nailed through one, is a, is a theological comp that we have missed for years. He's reconciling the Old Testament and the New Testament. He's reconciling the law and grace. Because God never did away with the law. He never did away with it. He just knew you couldn't make it. Trying to talk to somebody about the cross. No man take my life. I lay it down. Cried out with a loud voice, even though he was hanging on the cross for hours because he had the power. And although he fooled Satan, he let Satan know, I'm in control. I don't care how much Satan got you falling to sin, God is in control. You're covered with the blood of Jesus. You have been inoculated. You have, you have been baptized. If you are baptized, believer, no matter how much you do, God is going to bring you back. He's going to use that mess to, for your misery to become your ministry. He's going to use all the stuff you've gone through to make sure you bring somebody out. Of the mess you was in. I'm here to talk to somebody right now. I'm trying to talk to some preachers as well. Stop thinking that you the covering. You ain't the covering. I, I began. I, some I saw. I, I wrote a message on somebody's wall because they. I, I, I know who I'm talking about. But I don't want to say name it. And I began to talk about how I'm praying for them because they had lost a loved one. And they were like, I know you covering us like you always do. And it was so much pressure on me because I understand that we always say pastors are the covering. We are really not the covering. God is your covering. Oh, y'all don't hear what I'm saying. He was crucified on the cross naked. I know we put the loincloth on when you have the crucifix so it won't be rated X but can I talk to you for a minute he was naked on the cross to cover your nakedness how dare you look down your nose on somebody that might come to church with a skirt that's too short or, or some little hot pants how dare you look down on them because you are the only reason you are deaconess is because he covered you the only reason you are deacon is because he covered you the only reason you can play the organ is because he covered you the only reason you are a preacher is because he covered you he's naked to cover your nakedness Ooh. <laughs> oh he laid it out 
he made sure that he couldn't cover anything because I was born in the sin, not because my mother is a sinner, although she sins as well. I was born in the sin because my dad is a sinner. Because the only blood that mixes with the baby is the blood from the man. That is what determines your sex. That is what determines if you are male or female. And just stay that way your whole life. You can't change it. If I get pulled over, if I can't say I'm a white man and my name is Willard, you can't say you a man and you was a lady. I go around saying I'm white. You crazy. Well, how can I be a woman tomorrow and be all right? Just saying. Don't know where that came. <clears throat> but the Lord needed somebody here. Whatever you was born, that's what you is. The only blood that mixes with the baby is the man's. And so that's why he stepped in Mary's womb and did not let Joseph's blood mix with Jesus' blood. Because if he had mixed Joseph's blood with Jesus' blood, then Jesus would have been born in the sin. But because he only had the DNA of his father. See, 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 that's why the Antichrist is going to be trying to be born of a woman because he has no legal authority here. The Bible says he who has not entered through the gate has only come to kill, steal, and destroy. The gate of this world is a woman. If you did not come out of the womb of a woman, you have no legal authority. That's why I don't trust Flip Wilson. The devil can't make you do nothing because he does not have the authority over you. If you got authority over angels like Michael and Gabriel, you definitely got authority over the devil because they have to hearken to the word of God and if you resist the devil he will flee from you because he can only seek to see who he can devour and if you stand strong in your faith he can't devour you. Ooh, I hope I'm ready for 11 o'clock because y'all making me tired. These are these 11 o'clock for that just want to eat early. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> oh, he did it for you and he did it for me and even if he didn't do for you he still would have did it for me <laughs> if there was no you he still would have did it for me if there was no me he still would have did it for you so you got to stop having this low separate thing because you are somebody you are fearfully <clears throat> and wonderfully made and God loved you so much he sent his only begotten son for you he said, you got, I'm going to inoculate you. You got to drink, eat of my flesh and drink of my blood. You got to take the communion because I'm going to inoculate you. I'm going to send you as sheep among the wolves. You are going to be able to tread on serpents. You are going to be able to walk through and do some things that other people can't do. You are going to do greater exploits in my name, but I got to inoculate you. I got to take care of the strands of all the sin that you will create. And so I'm going to become every nasty, detestable thing that you have ever done or will do. I'm going to become sin for you so that when you do sin, all you got to do is call on my name and ask for forgiveness and you are inoculated and now the devil can't hold you by the law because grace. That's why God says my grace is sufficient. I know you messed up but my grace is sufficient. I know you keep cursing but my grace it's a fit. I know you keep lying, but my grace 
is sufficient. I know you keep stealing, but my grace. I don't know. Y'all got to understand how much God loves you. No demon can stop you. No heads can stop you. We got to start preaching the gospel because that's where the power at. I know you need to go to your counseling every now and then because I know you, you got a little mental issue. But at the end of the day, it's the cross, baby, that's going to bring you out of it. It's the gospel that's going to bring you all the way out of it. God may send you to somebody. He may send you to a doctor. He may send you to a lawyer. He may send you to a psychologist. He may send you to a psychiatrist. But at the end of the day, baby, it's going to be his hands on you that brings you up out of what you going through. That's why the devil tried to steal your worship. That's why he tried to keep you from assembling yourselves together. That's why he didn't want you to come to church and hold up holy hand because if he could steal your worship, he could steal your healing. Thank God for people like Daniel and folk that can put up daggone screens to make sure we can keep having church. Thank God for the technology people to make sure we can keep not assembling, keep on assembling ourselves together to make sure that we can get the gospel out there. The devil ain't gonna steal my joy. He ain't gonna steal my healing. He ain't gonna steal my legacy. Ooh, I'm preaching. Uh, boy, I don't know what got into me today, but I believe God loved me. I know he loves you. You better tell your neighbor that he loves me. You better tell your neighbor that he loves you. You better tell your neighbor you sitting beside destiny, baby. I am destiny's child. No, I'm not Beyonce, but I'm telling you I am destiny's child, and he will begin a good work in me. We got to get the power back. We got to get the cross back. We got to get the healing back. We got to get the miracles back. We got to get our expectations back. The cross is where the power is. The cross is where my healing is. The cross I ain't letting you go yet. I'm ready to preach. Woo! Yeah. Woo! Stop acting like you got all together because you've been saved for 30 years because he drew you. You didn't draw yourself. He drew you out of that sugar daddy's bed. He drew you out of that woman's bed. Stop acting like you saved yourself. It was because you had a visitation from the Lord. He said, if I be lifted up, I'll draw all men, all women, all deaconesses, all deacons. I know you've been saved for a long time, but if you can just walk down memory lane, I know you're married now, but if you can remember when you had love on a two-way street and lost it, y'all better watch out. Woo! <laughs> Shandy the bubble 
Ooh, he drew you out of your adultery. He drew you out of your alcoholism. He drew you out of your lasciviousness. He drew you out of your sinful nature. He drew you out of your lying. He drew you out of your stealing. He drew you out of your adultery. He drew you out. It was not you. It was God. He began a good work in you. Not you. See, can I tell you something that's going to make you feel better? If he didn't, if you didn't begin to work and, and you ain't going to finish it, stop letting folk make you feel bad because you called to do something they ain't called to do and they know your life messed up just like theirs. Ooh, I almost went into that sermon I was telling you about yesterday. Boy, I about to Ooh, Jesus. No, no, no. We got to do that. We got to do that next week. And the sermon I'm preaching next week, I don't know if the kid can sing on that Sunday. I'm just going to keep it 100 for you. Yes. Maybe be rated PG-13. Uh, he, he drew you. The world shook. The sun went black. The veil of the temple was ripped from the top to the bottom. It was ripped from the top to the bottom to make sure you understood that it was not man who ripped it, but it was God who was reconciling himself back to you. It wasn't ripped from the bottom because it wasn't a man that did it. It was God himself. I must tear this veil down because my son has opened up the door for you. I poured out all of my wrath on him. And what I love about this text I had to preach it because I knew God was talking to me. The Bible says that he was on the cross from the sixth to the ninth hour. It went black and it went dark from the sixth to the ninth hour. The world could have handled it if it was a book that was being sacrificed. But because it was the son of man, the world couldn't handle it. The sun went black because he said, you don't need to see what's going on. Everything was in pandemonium. People got up off the graves because the power had been released. He went in the dark moment, the sixth hour to the ninth hour. And what God is trying to tell you is that the same way he has an appointed time for you to go into your moment. He has an appointed time for you to come out. I know you can't find a job, but if you could just hang in there from the sixth to the ninth hour. I know you got cancer, but if you could just hang in there from the sixth to the ninth hour. I know you can't get your life together, but if you could just hang in there from the sixth to the ninth hour. There's going to be a place, there's going to be a cross that you got to pick up. And I'm not talking about a cross that's hanging on your wall between Jesus and JFK and Martin Luther King. I'm talking about a real cross. I'm talking about a cross that's going on in your life. I'm talking about you have to go through a cross experience for God to take you to the next level. If you're about to go to the next level, you're going to feel a crushing in you. Oil is not made unless the olive is crushed. Wine is not made unless the grape is crushed. The anointing won't come out of you unless you are crushed. Jacob 
you a swindler. But I want to bring you to a new level. So I'm going to take you up the pit you well by yourself. And when I make you limp and cripple you, you're going to come out of Israel, a new nation, because I had to take you to your cross. Yeah, yeah y'all don't hear me. Y'all don't hear me. I'm trying to, I'm trying to, let, let me go to somebody else. <laughs> let me go to somebody else. Paul, you're going to write over two thirds of the New Testament. But I'm going to make you go almost blind. You're going to need a ghostwriter to write what you say. You're going to go to jail after jail. You're going to get beaten. But when you get beaten, your anointing becomes authentic. Y'all can y'all hear me? It's you get your power through the hell moments you go through. If you ain't been through nothing, your anointing will not be ignited. Can I talk to somebody right now? Your power is in your cross experience. Your power is when you go through hell. Your power is when you go through some mess. Because when you go through some mess, you are being crushed and the oil will flow out of your life. Six to the ninth hour, and they'll doubt you. But even though they doubt you, they'll still try to stop you. Ain't it so funny that your enemies say you can't do it, but they in the back of their mind they know you can because if they thought that Jesus couldn't do it, they never would have put a stone in front of his grave. Oh, he ain't gonna make it out, but let's put this stone over here just to make sure he don't come out of here. Your own friends that doubt you. Thomas said, I, I want to see the holes in your side to make sure that you really you. I'm trying to talk to somebody. When people doubt you and the world throws you away, God is just authenticating you. Uh, yeah, can I, can I talk to you? I was looking at uh, what you call it, pawn stars, and uh, and 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 they they was always trying to make sure that some of these things were authenticated. And when they were authenticated, they could pay top dollar because they understood it, it was genuine. When you're going through your situations, your your trials authenticate you. People can feel your genuineness because the anointing oozes out of you because the anointing says what? See, spirit of the living God, fall fresh on me. No! False theology. Spirit of the living God does not fall on you. It sounds good and we sing it, but it's not theologically correct. It says the anointing would flow up out of you like rivers of living water, which means it's already there and God just has to crush you. It's already there and God just has to crush you to get it out of you. He got to crush you, you olive you, to get the oil out. He got to crush you, you grape you, so he can get the wine out of you. He has to crush you. And when you go through your cross experience, when you all by yourself like Jacob, when you all by yourself like Paul, when you go up on Mount Sinai like Moses and you see the burning bush, he has to get you by yourself so he can take you to the next level. It ain't a shock that your man left you. It ain't a shock that your woman left you. It ain't a shock 
that people have walked out of your life because God needs to get you by yourself so he can have a conversation with you where you can hear him. Ain't it hard to hear somebody? Don't you hate when you're trying to talk to Dre and then somebody keep talking to you? You're like, man, don't you see I'm talking? I can't hear him and you talking in the backside of my ear. I can't hear both of y'all and God gets irritated. You got irritated because somebody on the phone and they got to keep saying, hold on, hold on. I know I do that to people, so I'm sorry. But, but I, I, hold on, hold on. I got to do it. Hold on, hold on. I got to do it. And that's how God is. God get upset because he's trying to talk to you and you got all these distractions around you. So he said, get me out of here. I'm going to move your family. I'm going to move your girlfriend. I'm going to move your boyfriend. I'm going to move your crew. So when I talk to you, you will hear me. You will understand that I'm God. Can I tell you something for a minute? Stop worrying about these folk that talk about you because you got to understand that Jesus did all this stuff for you. You got to let them know that he is everything I need. I ain't got to worry about it. I don't have to do it myself. I'm about to take this clothing and sit in my seat because I need you to understand that his yoke is easy and that he became everything that you needed him to be for you. I know Leviticus said you got to sacrifice this and do this and do that ritual and do this ritual, but he's everything I need. He is my son of God. He is my throne of grace. He is my sacrificial lamb. He is my blood covenant. He is my tabernacle. He is my peace. He is my feast of weeks. He is my blood covenant. He is my deliverer. He is my Passover. He is whatever I need him to be. Tell every demon. Tell every hex. Tell every warlock. Tell every witch. You can't do nothing with my hair. You can't do nothing with my life. You can't touch me. Tell every enemy. Tell every disease. Tell every infirmity. Tell every sin. Tell every setback. Tell every enemy. Tell the devil. Tell every failure. Tell every downfall that you can't stop me because the cross has delivered me. Hey, that old rugged cross has delivered me. He died for me. He became sin. He became my lion. He became my sin. He became my fornication. He became my adultery. He became everything that I will ever do that's wrong. He is my inoculation. He is my vaccine. He is my covering. He is whatever I need him to be. I'm free. The cross has set me free. I'm delivered. I'm free. Even when I fall, I'm free. Even when I sin, I'm free. Even when I fail him, I'm free. Why? Because all of my sins have been nailed to the cross. And when he died, he took all my sins to hell for me. He stayed at home night Friday. Oh, day Saturday. And all night Saturday. But early, early Sunday morning, he got up.
in you shall finish it. Your enemy can't stop you. The witch can't stop you. The warlock can't stop you. The devil can't stop you. Your past can't stop you. Your sin can't stop you. Can't nothing stop you because God has liberated you through Jesus on the cross. It's over. It's finished. It's finished. It's finished. It's finished. It's finished. It's finished. Before the foundation of the world, it was finished. Before I was in my mother's womb, it was finished. It's finished. What you going through, it's finished. It's finished. Your healing is here, it's finished. Your deliverance is here, it's finished. Thank you. It's finished. I'm finished. 